and welcome back to another episode of Jacques Talks. I've been gone for two and a half weeks, unannounced. I need to get better at knowing when I'm going to take a break so I can tell people so it's not a, Jacques, you haven't posted in a while uh, kind of vibe, but that's okay. I, I, I don't love making excuses, but I, I guess I, I can explain why I, I haven't had an episode in a couple weeks, so two weeks ago, or I guess, oh, yeah, like two and a half weeks ago was Memorial Day weekend, and I thought because it was Memorial Day weekend, I would have more time to record an episode that week, and ultimately, I was just out doing stuff with friends every single day of that weekend, Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, so I just never found time to record, and of course, now Tuesdays are my kickball days, so... I also didn't have time Tuesday, and by the time Wednesday rolled around, I was just, let's just not have an episode this week. I've, I've taken a week off before, you know, another week off would be okay, and so I just didn't end up having an episode that week, and then last week, it was Sunday evening, or Sunday afternoon, whatever, and I kind of sat down to record an episode finally, and I realized I just didn't have it in me. I just didn't have the motivation, and... Honestly, it's probably the first time I've experienced some sort of block. Uh, I think it was the first week I've ever, like, actively not want to do it. I, you know, there's been weeks where I've kind of had shittier weeks and I didn't really want to do something, but I still enjoy doing the show, so I still sat down and did it. But last week, I just, I don't know, I didn't have it in me. I just didn't really want to do it, and so I made what I think is the better decision and just didn't do it because at the end of the day, I'm I'm not getting paid to do this. I'm not actually on a deadline of any sort. So I'd rather just not put out an episode that's kind of half-assed and just wait until I'm ready to do it again. And this week I was definitely ready to do it again. Um, but again, I, I don't really want to make excuses, but for a number of different reasons of being busy and just having stuff happen, aka I <laughs> fell asleep thinking I was going to take a 20-minute nap and it ended up being three hours. Um, I didn't end up recording this when I normally do. And then, once again, Tuesday is kickball night, so I couldn't do it Tuesday. And so here we are on Wednesday, the 15th of June, and I'm finally getting <laughs> around to recording this week's episode. I, I could not let myself get into a third week off because um, at that point, it's... I don't, I don't know, too long of a hiatus, so we're here today, we, we have a great show, and by that I mean I just need to catch <laughs> catch everyone up on everything that's been going on since I've been gone for so long, so no big major topic today, spoiler alert, but um, some stuff to fill you guys in on. I think if you are one of my close friends out here in Boston, probably most of the stuff I'm going to talk about today is stuff you already know, so I apologize, <laughs> um, it's probably a bit of... I don't know. I'm not going to say don't listen because I'm definitely going to talk about stuff you don't know, but I apologize if some of the stuff is stories and information you already know. But without further ado, I guess we can just kind of jump into things. I think uh, the blessing in disguise of me posting this late in the week is actually the exciting and amazing news that I found out yesterday, actually on the kickball field. Maybe I should update on kickball first before I get to the exciting news. I don't want to wait about the exciting news, but I feel like kickball is what, you know, everyone 
wants to know about. So the season, the regular season is officially done, which is kind of sad because the last episode I was like, oh, we're going to play our second game. And then I just never gave updates after the rest of the games we've had. So we did finish the season with a record of two and four, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we have two wins. I was trying to think if it was four or three losses, but I'm pretty sure it was four. And it was a tough season, tough season going. And um, one of those two wins was unfortunately by forfeit of the other team. So uh, only one actual win. Um, but this season was definitely more about growth than actually having um, me and my teammates, you know, learn how to play kickball together. And I mean, at the end of the day, I, I think I said this in the last episode too. It's just about having fun. You know, we definitely played some teams who really only cared about winning. And I could tell they weren't really having fun. And every single game we played, we definitely all had fun. Or at least I did. So um, we still have playoffs left. It's kind of confusing because it's really vague on like in the rules and stuff of how to qualify for the postseason. But I think the ump yesterday said that everyone makes it. So I think to be determined who we play and if we play for playoffs for kickball. So I guess we'll have some updates in the future about more games potentially and then me and my friends were talking about joining a, a july league as well but that's kind of gonna be complicated for me considering i'm gonna be home for half of july but we'll see what happens so that, that that's your kickball update there's really not many cool fun events that happen i think most of the kickball games all the, the nothing really ever happened again like that first game where i got called uh fat uh, while running the bases, so, um, but yeah, over, overall, good season, good time, I, I, I hope we keep playing, I hope we end up doing the July League, I don't know, the, I don't think everyone in our current team, uh, wants to do it again, or maybe not necessarily they don't want to do it again, but, you know, people are busy, people have other commitments and stuff like that, so, I don't know if it'll happen, but at the very least, we can try, so we'll see, and maybe in another episode, I can talk a little bit more about some of the finer things that have been happening in kickball, but uh, I don't really want to j- jump into too much of that today. I guess it's it's more, I don't want to say boring, but that definitely would be more insightful to talk about when I have someone from the team on my show as a guest, per se, per se. Um, I can't even talk. I, I haven't done this in a couple of weeks, and I'm I don't know. I need to move on. Well, anyways, so the exciting news <laughs> is I actually know where I'm living next year. Uh, I'm very, very happy to announce, I guess, that me and Aaron are going to be living in a house in Cambridge next year. Um, we're not buying the house. Definitely don't have enough money for that. But we found a house that is owned by a landlord. I don't know why I'm describing it in this way. And anyways, he's renting it out. So I'll be moving into that house on August 1st. And me and Aaron will definitely be doing a show together. I fully expect. Me and Aaron talked about having a show next week, actually, because it's his birthday coming up. But I think it'd be better if we wait for an Aaron episode till it's me and him in our new house. We can talk about the house. We can talk about, I don't know, life and stuff. You know how it goes. But... it's really exciting so yeah august 1st i'm moving into a new place i don't really want to go into all the uh, it's a really great story honestly how we got this property because it was actually kind of competitive we had to you know apply for it and then the landlord actually had us answer some questions 
obviously he liked our responses because he chose us for the property but it was kind of an interesting whole thing but just due to the nature of it being kind of a private conversation with us and the landlord I don't want to talk about it on the show but there was a couple days we were pretty nervous didn't know if we were going to get the property and we we've been looking um for a place to move into now for a good while and then our friend Camille's actually been helping tremendously uh find us a place she's actually the one who found this house for us um and it's been amazing having her help uh look for us so all in all I was stressed for a while I think that's probably part of the reason why not directly but part of the reason why I I wasn't really feeling like a show last week is that was just definitely in the back of my mind is just kind of nervous about not knowing where I was going to live and the options being kind of limited and stuff but we persevered uh me and Aaron you know were excited and I don't know I've never lived in a house before granted I never lived in an apartment well okay I've lived in a house well you know my childhood home but it's never just been like me in a house or me and a roommate and so it's nice I got an experience living in a nice apartment this past year but it's time to move onto the new stage of my life and we'll have a house so it's just a two-bedroom house the the upstairs is two bedrooms the main floor has three rooms the kitchen the living room and then it's kind of like a dining room or like to me it's almost like a second living room because it's carpeted but it's really nice I'll definitely be posting pictures about it I'm sure at some point just because of how cool it is that we have a house and we have a driveway so I'll be able to park my car and there's a basement which is super unfinished and you know typical really old old style home like early 1900s i think online it said it it was built in the 1800s but i think it must have been redone sometime in the 1900s because the landlord said something about the 1900s at some point and it obviously feels newer than an, an 1800 uh age home and it's been renovated throughout the years whatever but you know it's an older house so pretty much what you'd think of when you think of a small old house in Boston or anywhere. It kind of gives me the same vibes as my grandparents' house uh, in northeast Minneapolis, but obviously it's a little bit different than that, just kind of reminiscent about the old type house. But yeah, so we have the basement unfinished. I like to think of it as our dungeon. You can't actually stand up fully in it, at least me and Aaron can't, because it's got to be like maybe 5'9", like the height of the the ceiling so you're definitely uh, hunched over as you walk through our basement but we'll definitely just be using it for you know st- random storage and whatever I think I'm probably going to get a bike put it down there um, it's in the the Kendall Square area of Cambridge which is really bike friendly so I don't know we'll see I'm, I'm excited I don't know if you can tell in my voice I'm I don't know a lot of stress was relieved when we got the email that says hey we're gonna choose you to live in this house so we signed the lease today and now I got to come up with my first month's rent last month's rent and a security deposit so I'm gonna have to take it easy on uh buying drinks the next couple of weeks and uh focus on uh, making sure I have that money come August time <laughs> but yeah so that's that's the really exciting news in my life um I don't really have any other personal life updates I guess over the past couple weeks been having a really great time I think the better of the two excuses for the last couple weeks of missing the episodes is obviously I was busy Memorial Day weekend um out doing stuff it's been really great I feel like the longer I live here the more I go out and do stuff and um 
I don't even, I'm just like sitting here like feeling happy, I guess, is all I'm trying to say. So thank you to my friends um, out here in Boston and, or Massachusetts in general, I guess. I don't want to confine it to one city, even though I won't be a loser next year. If you recall from the first episode of the show, I did describe my, I recall describing myself as a loser for living in Natick, but no longer will I be that loser. I now will be a citizen of Cambridge. So many will probably assume I work in like biotech or something. That will not be the case. I'll still work in Natick, but um, yeah, that's uh, that's how it goes. I'm kind of all over the place right now. I, I I don't know. This is this is a signature Jacques Talks episode, I think. You know, less direction, more misdirection. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Well, anyways, let's uh, move it on. The big thing I've been watching over the last couple of weeks is what I'm sure most of you have been watching over the last couple of weeks, which is Stranger Things. So I'm going to talk about that for a little bit. And so if you haven't watched it, obviously major spoiler alert warning. I don't know how I'm going to talk for it about it for, but I imagine, you know, if you don't want to hear the spoilers, just skip forward like 10 minutes and I'll try to make sure whatever I talk about after Stranger Things, I'm like having this weird conversation about what I'm going to talk about, but I'm just saying, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to spoil it. So if you don't want it spoiled, skip forward. If you don't care, you can listen. And then I hope you've watched it because it's actually a really, 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 really great show, especially this fourth season that is what just came out and what I'll be talking about. Um, So if you haven't seen the show, I definitely would recommend watching it. It's so, so good. The first season came out when I was a junior or senior in high school, I think junior. And I remember at the time I really wasn't finding, or I wasn't a fan of anything on Netflix. I remember Netflix was kind of in a lull of sorts. Maybe I'm wrong. That's just kind of what how I remember. And I remember that show came out, and I, I even want to say they released that week to week. I don't think, that was before Netflix just, dumped all episodes at once but maybe I'm even wrong about that honestly it was so long ago it was like what six years ago now but I remember it came out and I remember I don't know if it was recommended to me or I just saw people going crazy about it because it, it, there was like a, a stranger things moment back then because everyone you know loved it but I remember watching it and I remember even watching it on the train home from school because I, I couldn't wait to just get home and watch it I had to see what happens and the first season is really really good television and the the actors in it especially the kids are so so good because back then they were like actual kids probably in their early teens or something like that now they're more grown up the kids are 17 18 19 depending on which one but um that not to say they're not still good actors but it, it's just even more amazing that they're that young and connect that well but anyway so the first season was good second season I watched, and I thought it was okay, obviously, a good continuation. It's hard to top something when the first season is so amazing. It's hard to make something even better. Uh, You know, there's expectations set of how good it's supposed to be, and then, you know, you take the story in a different direction, and eh, it's a little weird. But I still thought the second season was good, but not as good as the first. The third season came out, and I don't even know why, but I just didn't even watch it when it came out. I think I was just so busy with college and everything else going on in my life. And I'm not really much of a show watcher anyways. I think I've discussed that. I think I specifically discussed that when I had that episode about my favorite movies. So I'm much more of a movie watcher than a a show watcher. But I think the great thing about Stranger Things is it almost feels like more of a movie 
it's a lot of shorter movies that all connect. So, I don't know, it just uh, is worthwhile watching to me certain series like that. I like a little, uh, I like a lot of HBO dramas too because they feel kind of the same way. Like, obviously, I was a big fan of Game of Thrones. But, yeah, so Stranger Things Season 3, though, came around, and I don't know, I just, maybe it was a combination of Season 2 not really being as good as Season 1, and Season 3 didn't really look like it was going to be any better than Season 2, so I, I didn't watch it when it came out. And then COVID came around, and I watched it over COVID, finally. And it has yeah, the same vibes as Season 2. I definitely thought the peaks of Season 3 were higher than the peaks of Season 2, but it wasn't... I don't know, it just didn't give me that same spark that season one did. Not to say it was bad, but it definitely still, like, after I watched season three, I wasn't like, wow, that's my favorite, like, this is definitely my favorite show, or something like that. But now after season four, I'm, well, season four isn't done yet. They still have the the last two episodes that'll come out in a couple weeks, but now that season four's come out, and it's kind of, it, it really isn't tying together everything because everything's always been connected. It's always been just one story and everything has been connected. But the the vibe that season four brings everything together with really just makes me look... I want to like go back and watch the other seasons now because of how the stuff that's happened in season four has really changed everything. And I guess maybe I won't even be spoiling that much. I'm kind of talking vague right now. I guess I don't really want to get that in depth with the plot, but I just anyways, the spoiler warning stands cuz I don't want to stop myself, but this season 4 is just so so good. The story is so amazing. I think this is the first time in a a, a while that I've watched a show or movie and was just thoroughly surprised by things that happened. And it's not even for like the horror aspects of it, but I think that that's that obviously plays a major key. There's a bunch of deaths in the show that are really, really gruesome. And I think the the end of even the first episode ends with one of the newer characters just getting killed off in this really like gory way. And I just did not anticipate that at all. And the plot twist at the end of the season with when you find out who the bad guy is, I guess I will kind of be spoiler free, but you find out like who the main bad guy actually is. And I, I, I didn't see it coming, like, genuinely. I think the the blonde guy won, or whatever, who you don't find is won until the last episode. I guess now I am talking spoiler-wise. He, I mean, I didn't, I, I kind of felt like you could tell he was maybe one or something. Like, you knew there was something to this guy. There's no reason they're going to have, like, everything in this show specifically, but a lot of shows like it, is done for a reason. And that's how you can tell good shows from bad shows, is good shows every little piece, every scene that's filmed has, it's important. It has its own place. And bad shows, like take even the end of Game of Thrones. I've talked about how I love Game of Thrones and I don't think the ending's that bad, but I mean, really, there's so many things that happened over the last couple seasons of Game of Thrones that they just kind of threw away and pretended never happened in the last season. And that's what makes it a bad show is you can't spend hours doing all these things, having Arya go train and have um, Daenerys be this savior of uh, slaves and stuff, and finding out John. Okay, I don't want to get. I won't spoil like the biggest spoiler in the whole show, but like you know what I'm saying. You can't have all these things be things, and then all of a sudden, like the show ends and nothing happened with them. But Stranger Things, everything that's shown is used, and it has meaning. And so this 
and, and I know this, and viewers of the show know this, so they, this one guy, the blonde guy working with Eleven in her flashbacks, you know he has to be something more than just, oh, I want to talk to you, just a random dude. He had to be something, and... I don't know, maybe subconsciously I thought he must be one, but no way, no way in hell that I think he was going to be Vecna. Like, that's so weird. And the ending scene, the ending sequence of her, like, realizing all this and Nancy being stuck in the Upside Down and having the epiphany, well, I don't know her, it kind of all meshed together, I guess, but now I'm worried about Nancy. She, There's no way she dies. She's like one of my, obviously all of the, the like adults in the show are, are everyone's favorite characters at this point. So I really hope none of them get killed. I, I'm kind of afraid for one of them because the, you can kind of tell one of the main characters has got to die. Every single show has had like a main but like minor character die. So like season three was Billy and season two was the boyfriend of... uh the mom, I'm like blanking on all their names, but like the guy who played Rudy, you know him, and then who died in season one, did anyone die in season one, I can't even remember, well there was a bunch of deaths in season one, but it was a bunch of irrelevant characters, but so, I mean someone, we're finally getting to the point, it's the fourth season, there's gonna be a fifth, but there's gotta be a, a character who dies, and I don't want it to be any of them, I love all the characters in the show, but I think, I don't want to say I I don't hope for anyone's death, but I hope it's someone like maybe, what's the new guy's name with long dark hair? Um, Eddie, is that his name? Like I, he was just introduced to the show, so I like feel less emotionally attached to him. But like they can't, like Nancy's like Loki about to die unless she gets saved. I don't want her to die. Like I don't know, we've, we've like seen her story from the beginning. And I don't want someone, I don't want one of the kids to die. Obviously, Max almost died this season too. But I don't know. I'm excited for the end of the season. And obviously, they, they've already renewed it for the fifth and final season. So I don't know. I, I guess what I was saying a little bit ago is this show is kind of turning into solidifying itself as potentially my favorite show, like of all time. Um, we'll see where they go with the fifth season. But I know the fifth season, if it's anything like the fourth, I don't, I don't know. This This season has really brought it brought it back out for me i i don't know i just i i love what they did with the show i love the 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 soundtrack i love how dark it's it's becoming and um i don't know it just keeps me on the edge of my seat for sure so i'll definitely be watching uh episode eight and nine when they come out we'll definitely be talking about them on this show so once again if you haven't watched and you just listen to me like spoil some things, you won't even know what I meant by the time you watch it, other than maybe remembering like one or two things. So I would definitely, definitely recommend checking it out. Uh, it's, I don't know, all I can be thinking about recently. So that is, uh, that is that. There's some other things that have come out uh, in the same time frame since the last episode. The Obi-Wan series has started on Disney Plus and... At first, I was really into the show. I thought episode one was great. And then episodes two, three, and four were... They weren't bad, but I guess, I don't know. Just kind of felt like the, all three of those episodes were the same episode. Just uh, Obi-Wan looking for what he's looking for in the show. I won't spoil that one at all in case we're up to a spoiler-free audience again. But the fifth episode came out today. I watched it. And that that is what I've been wanting to watch 
in the show. I wish all the rest of the episodes had been like the episode that came out today. So we'll see. It's only a six-episode series, so we'll see how the show ends. I think it'll be good. And yeah, so that that's definitely been good. If you're a Star Wars fan, obviously, I'm pretty sure you've already been watching. But if you haven't, I would also recommend checking that one out. Uh, what else has come out? The new Top Gun movie was really, really good. Everyone's been raving about that. I decided to start growing my mustache back out again, largely because of uh, the mustaches from uh, Top Gun. So if you see me or haven't seen me in a while, I do have a mustache again. <laughs> I uh, I grew a mustache out. I, th- I can't remember if I talked about this on the show. I grew one out back in February and March. And then near the end of March, I or it was like mid-March, I just was kind of getting tired of it. I didn't really love how it looked, but I also did love how it looked. It's like a 50-50 gamble every day, whether I looked in the mirror and liked what I saw or didn't. So I just felt like shaving it. And this time around, I I don't know, I, I like the look a lot more, I think. I, I've, I had to like warm up to it now. And a lot of my friends tell me that they think it also looks good. So obviously, that's part of the reason like there's some level of self-consciousness about it and uh not uh I, I don't know thinking I look bad so if people say I don't look bad then uh you know I'm more <laughs> inclined to think I look good myself so anyways I don't know where I'm going with this uh what what else has come out I don't know that's what I've been watching I'm uh is there something coming out this summer I'm trying to think about um the new Thor movie is coming out I guess I'm I don't know if I'm that excited to see it, it should be good. I'll probably see you when I'm back home in uh, Minnesota. Which, by the way, have, have I even mentioned that? I have to have mentioned that on the show. Is I'm going home to Minnesota for the 4th of July and to just kind of take a vacation from work because I haven't taken any time off since Christmas, which is kind of nuts because I feel like I'm not even like, like work is going great. I'm not burnt out. I don't feel like I need a vacation, but it's like I have the time. I haven't taken it off in a while, so, you know. When you have it, you might as well use it. So I'll be home from the 3rd to the 12th. So if you're listening to this and you're a fan from Minnesota and for some reason I'm not talking to you that often and you hear this, uh, I would definitely recommend reaching out to me if I haven't reached out to you. I'm planning, I haven't really reached out to many people yet, but um, I'm definitely planning on hitting all my friends up back home and stuff. But if... I've got a lot of different stuff planned, so if for some reason I, I I'm saying all this, I'm trying to cover my ass because I feel bad saying oh, I'm gonna hit everyone up, and then if I if you're listening to this and I don't hit you up, you feel like you're not my friend. That's not the case. I don't know what I'm saying. What I'm saying is reach out to me. Like let's do something. I'm excited to be home. Excited to see a bunch of people I haven't seen in at least six months, if not longer. So yeah, I could be better at writing down things i'm trying to think about i've been this whole episode i've been sitting here trying to think about stuff that's happened over the last couple weeks and there's definitely stuff that has happened and i just when i first started the show I, i did a really good job of writing everything down and that's why i had more like little stories to tell that happened week to week but i've kind of gotten lazy about that and i haven't been using my notebook as much so i think what i need to do is carry this around more I have it with me. I wrote some stuff down before this show that I wanted to make sure I was going to talk about. I got to start carrying this around again and writing more little things down just so I have more stuff to talk about again. Um, One thing I recall that has happened in the last couple weeks is I almost got hit by a car again running red. I actually have two separate stories that have happened in the past two weeks. 
Um, the first one was last Thursday, I want to say. Or maybe, no, it was Tuesday because it was the day of a kickball game. And I got in my car. I had to get to work early because my apartment complex was redoing the parking lot. They're like repaving it. So the car, our cars had to like be off of it by 7 a.m. So I was like, fine, I'll just go into work an hour early and leave a work hour. <laughs> I'll show up an hour early and I'll leave an hour early. So I'm driving to work at like 6.30 in the morning, which means there's not a whole lot of cars on the road. Obviously, there's other people driving to work and etc. But there's a lot less traffic than there normally is on my commute to work, which is really just a five-minute drive to a little kitty corner in the city. And I was waiting at a red light at this busier intersection. It's like right off the highway. And I'm waiting at a red light. It's like the first traffic light off the highway is, I guess, what I'm getting at. So there's people coming off the highway, and this is the first time they probably would have had to stop in a little while. And I'm not coming from the highway direction, though. I'm just coming from the normal road that crosses it. I'm doing a terrible job of describing this, but I think you can picture what I'm, I'm saying. So it's a red light. I'm sitting there. It's really early in the morning. I'm not half asleep, but, you know, I'm a little tired, whatever. And the, my light turns green, and I slowly start to go through the intersection. And honestly, the, the fact that I got in that other car accident a couple months ago might have saved me here because now when I go through intersections in Massachusetts, I do kind of ease into going into the intersection because I know how reckless and stupid drivers out here are. And so the light turns green. I slowly start to go through. And out of the corner of my eye to my right, I see a truck coming. And he is like not slowing down, even though they now have the red light. But, you know, I'm like, people come to sudden stops. And I wasn't going to like slam my brakes in the middle of the intersection until he doesn't stop. And so I do have to slam my brakes in the middle of this intersection. And I mean, if I hadn't slammed on my brakes, if I had been paying less attention or something he straight up would have just like t-boned me middle of the intersection and he just ran he, I, I mean the truck just ran this red light at 6 30 in the morning i don't know what he's doing i don't know if he's half asleep or i mean it's just unbelievable i mean i was so shocked that i almost had the same thing happen to me again in my new car and it definitely would have told my car because this car was definitely driving 40 some miles an hour bigger truck and like, I straight up, like, just, uh, when I, like, panic like that, I always, like, call someone. So, when the accident happened the first time, I called my dad immediately. I didn't I, I didn't even call the cops. I told one of my friends to call the cops for me because I couldn't handle going on the phone with the cops. I just called my dad. I just needed to call someone. And this time around at 6.30 in the morning, I'm like, no, there's no one awake. But then I was like, I bet Camille's awake. <laughs> so, I called Camille. <laughs> And she was very annoyed with me, but it's understandable. I just like, oh, I was so distraught. It was so, so annoying. I don't know. But anyways, that happened, freaked me out. And I hate driving here, just period now. I just hate, not. I don't hate driving. I hate the drivers. They're so terrible. And like, I think when I, there's this whole like stereotype of like Massachusetts drivers being mass holes, right? Like that's the little quirky phrase to just excuse driving terribly, all right? When I heard that coming here, I thought I meant like, oh, they speed a ton and oh, they'll like cut you off and stuff. 
Honestly, I haven't really seen that much crazy speeding. The normal amount of people speeding down the highway, it, you know, the left lane goes faster. It's it's not even really that different here than anywhere else. What people are or like what people do out here that's like crazy is running red lights and driving down streets they shouldn't drive down, parking where you shouldn't park. Like people it's it's not so much they they speed and they like swerve around you. They just don't care about the law. They'll just do whatever they want. And like if you're in their way and they can there's enough space to get around you, they don't care if it's the you know, it's just like it's terrible. So this is what happened last night when I was literally just driving my friends home back from kickball at three different intersections on my way to my friend's house. People ran the red light at one stop. People were driving like 60 miles an hour in like a 25 mile an hour zone. There's other people who ran a red light. There was someone who was in a turn only lane and decided to go straight and almost just like clipped into me. I mean, all of this in the span of like 10 minutes. I'm like, what is in the air right now? What are all of you doing? Did we all just collectively agree at 10.30 p.m. to drive like absolute lunatics in the city of Boston? I didn't get it. I still don't get it. It's ridiculous. Just follow traffic signs. Follow, I mean, it's just absurd. And I'm scared. I'm going to get in another accident. And it's not my fault. I drive like a sane, normal person. I think I'm not the best driver in the world, but I'm certainly not bad for the reasons that I'm reckless. I'm bad because I'll be going too slow when I shouldn't, which inherently endangers people because of the people who do go really fast. But I don't know. It's terrible. I don't want to drive anywhere. I'm excited to be living in Cambridge because I can bike and walk everywhere. And the only driving I'll have to do is to work and back. And if I want to go someplace like far outside the city. So also gas is extremely expensive right now. I don't know how expensive it is back in like Minnesota and stuff. I can't imagine it's like cheap by any means, but it's like 530 a gallon right now. It's absurd. I remember when I took a trip to California, California just naturally has higher gas prices for one reason or another. I remember I took a trip to California with my family back in like the summer of 2019. And I remember seeing gas prices there for $5. And I was like, holy crap, California is a hellscape. Like you got to pay five bucks for gas. It's absurd. And now that's just like the norm. And it sucks because my car definitely does not get as many miles per gallon. It's like just a little less. It's not crazy. My, my car still has good gas mileage, but I mean, the amount I drive in and out of the city, it's just, I have to fill up my tank like every week, week and a half. And that's like 50 bucks. It's like not a 50 bucks I want to spend. I obviously know that's better. I have friends back home who drive trucks, obviously their choice, but I know they spend over a hundred bucks every fill up and they use that truck to drive to work every day and stuff. So they do also have to fill up every week, which sucks. But yeah, so if we could, um, yeah, get that back down, that'd be great. And uh, if we could all drive like sane human beings, that would also be great. Thank you so much um, for listening to me. Um, oh, something else that has been on that I've been watching is the Celtics have been in the finals for the NBA against the Golden State Warriors. And, I mean, that's kind of exciting. It's exciting, it's exciting to be in a city that is actually in a championship series which has never happened in my life uh being a minnesota sports fan but i think i think the best thing about it is 
because it's not Minnesota, if the Celtics lose and they are down three games to two, we'll see what happens in game six tomorrow. If the Celtics lose, I sleep perfectly fine at night. I do not cry myself to sleep. I do not um, sit and wish we would have won. I do not uh, I do not care. But if we win, um, all my friends who care are happy, and um, we get a parade. <laughs> and uh, so I'm, like, rooting for them for sure, but... If we if we don't win, I mean, I'm not uh, I'm not any worse off. So, it's it's exciting seeing everyone go crazy, and uh, I don't know if the Warriors win. I'm not that upset because I'm, I'll be happy for Andrew Wiggins, and um, I hope Steph finally gets his Finals MVP. I think he definitely deserves one in his career. We'll see, but um, yeah, like if if this was Minnesota and we were down three games to two, I mean, I would just be like wanting to end it all because just sad, but and it's the Celtics, so I don't really care, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's been a thing, and then what else, oh, so this is a fun little story that I think I've already told a couple of people, but I, uh, uh Topps, uh, flagship series two came out this past week, and so I bought a box of it, because that's what I do when the sets I collect come out, I'll buy a box, and so the specific type of box I bought guarantees, one of the guarantees in it is a memorabilia card. And I got the memorabilia card, which just means there's like a piece of jersey inside of the card. It's like a, a cooler card, I guess, more collectible, more rare, you know, get your favorite player's jersey in the card. It's cool. The only problem was I took the card or, I, you know, I'm opening the pack. I get the card. I'm like, oh, like I got my memorabilia card. And then... I realized the patch wasn't in the card. <laughs> Tops just manufactured it wrong, and it was just empty. And I don't know. I'm kind of salty about it. Like, I paid a lot of money for this box, and one of the cards that's guaranteed in it was <laughs> messed up. And so I I'd never actually had this is the first time it's it's not super uncommon to have like errors in cards and stuff like that. So um I like wasn't like completely shell shocked, but this is the first time it's ever happened to me, so I didn't really know the like the protocol for stuff, and so Tops has like a customer service line because their information online is honestly not that great. But I saw they had a customer service line. I was like, heck, I'll just you know give it a call, tell them the situation, and see what I'm supposed to do. So I called in, I told them what happened, and they're like, oh, okay, you can like actually file a claim with us. What you do is you like send us a picture of the receipt, send us a picture of the box you bought and stuff just to you know verify it was a real box and it was their fault and then i have to send them the card that got messed up and what they do in return is they send me back i think they're supposed to send me back the same card just like correct but obviously if they mess up a card that's like a special one that was only printed like three times and they can't print it again then i think they usually just send you out a different card of like equal or greater value and so I was like, okay, yeah, that's cool. I'll like get into doing that. And then the customer service agent goes, well, I just hope you know too that we are running a little slow. It's going to take six to eight months for us to get back to you with this. And I'm like, what? I knew it was like long, but I thought I was anticipating like four to six weeks, maybe. Not six to eight months. Like, well, who do they got like sloths working in the back? Like, how are they that slow? Or, I mean, you got to have a terrible business model if you're getting that many requests for fixes that it takes six to eight months to get one taken care of. 
and I don't know, just baffled. So I'm not gonna do it. Like I don't, I don't. It was just a random player's patch card. It's not really worth anything. I don't really care about the player. I'm like, I'm not gonna wait six to eight months. Let I mean, for starters, I'm not gonna be. This was also at the time where I didn't even know I was gonna get this house I'm about to move into. So. I don't even know what my address, or I didn't even know what my address was going to be in six to eight months. So how am I going to know where to tell them to send the replacement card? You know, it's like kind of crazy, I guess. I don't know. It's stupid. I mean, I don't know why there isn't a better system for them to do that, but I don't know. It is what it is. So yeah, I guess I just got skunked out of a card from tops, but it's fine because the autograph in the box wasn't missing. It was actually a nice autograph. It was number to 10 Joey Votto. So um, we'll take it, we'll take it, but, yeah, otherwise, uh, that's, that's kind of my life update, that's really everything that's been going on, it's what I've been watching, what's, uh, been going on, and, uh, yeah, uh, th- there was one other thing I wanted to talk about today, that actually, um, on last Sunday, I was walking around Brookline with Camille, and one of the things that is in Brookline that, I guess I didn't even really know until I moved out here, is that JFK's, like, birth home is in in Brookline. So, like, where he was... I don't think it's, like, where he grew up necessarily, but where he was when he was a little kid is in Brookline. So it's, like, a national... Uh, it's a historic site now and stuff. And so we were just, like, out walking, and we decided to go walk by it. And I don't know why, but for some reason I, like, remembered this whole like QAnon thing with JFK that happened a number of months ago. And so if you, if you haven't heard any of this, I implore you to stick around. I'm going to like fill you in on the details here, but I, I don't even know how to start this story. Anyways, we were walking and like passing by the JFK thing. And I was like, you know, wasn't it only like a number of months ago that people thought like some QAnon crazy people thought that, JFK was like gonna come back from the dead and like start the rapture or whatever and Camille was like I never heard that that happened I was like that definitely happened I just don't remember all the details and so I like I'd remember seeing it in the news a number of months ago or whatever and so I re-looked it back up and what it turns out is actually this past weekend it the same thing happened again people went back down to Dallas for the prediction that JFK would come back to life. And so I actually want to read you guys this article um, that I had found that that talks about it because I think it's really compelling and something that isn't being covered in the news, probably for good reason. But I think that this is compelling for funny reasons to me, obviously. If, if you listen to this podcast and you believe in QAnon, I mean, you're so stupid. I mean, I'm just going to be straight up. Like, the, the conspiracy theories that this, like, essentially cult believes is it's just absolutely absurd there's no way in hell it's possible and i mean you'll see shortly if you're not familiar with QAnon, and there's a lot of different angles to QAnon. it's really kind of fractured over the last um several months to year um i don't follow that closely i just it intrigues me because of how insane it is so i i know a little bit about it but not a whole lot about it um but anyways, I guess this article does a good job of going and describing what happened in Dallas previously, what made me think of looking this back up. And so I won't like kind of give a backstory. I'll just let this article tell it. But I'm going to read this article. I'm going to like commentate throughout it. So it's not, it's not just me reading it. So don't 
stop listening to this podcast if uh, you're not interested. It'll be it'll be interesting, I promise. But it's from cron.com, and there's a number of different articles from more reputable sources. Um, so this isn't just some like also conspiracy theory type thing because I know cron is at least to me is not a familiar news source. But I just thought this article was the one that was most compelling, had the most like kind of weird details, I guess. So I figure we just read this one. Anyways, enough dawdling about it. Let me just get into reading it. So more than 200 days after the they first gathered in Dallas last November, QAnon cult leader Michael Brian Protzman, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, by the way, but we're just going to go with that, has once again ordered his followers to return to Dallas this weekend for the true culmination of his prediction that JFK will return to the site of his 1963 assassination. Protzman told his followers in a live stream early Wednesday morning he'd figured out that JFK would reappear at Dealey Plaza in downtown Dallas on Saturday, June 11th. He claimed former President Donald Trump had spoken to him in code at his last rally, and based on his analysis of Trump's words, this Saturday was the actual date that the slain Kennedy family Sion would return to Dallas. So, as you're listening to me right now on June 15th, JFK obviously did not come back. I'm just letting you know. He didn't. But what we'll see later, I think, is most of these conspiracy theorists, like when they don't actually come back, they'll be like, oh, it's them trying to provoke us or test us to see who's really faithful type stuff. That's what they always pull, right? Or they'll be like, he did come back. He revealed himself to me. He just isn't ready to reveal himself to the world or so. You know, it's something stupid like that. But anyways, this weekend has come and passed. For the record, I'm just saying this isn't next Saturday. This is, we're talking about last Saturday. So unfortunately, JFK, unfortunately for QAnon, I guess I should say, JFK did not come back. But okay, he's going to keep it not so obvious. Protzman said of Trump's coded messages to him. He's not going to tell too much all at once. You don't play your trump cards until the end of the match. So, of course, he's got it balanced at the moment, or else people will find out too much too fast. Okay, so maybe that's the case, too. Maybe JFK only revealed himself to the the guys who went down to Dallas. I don't know. Anyways, a prominent QAnon leader, Protzman built his 100,000-plus person following on the social media app Telegram over the course of the pandemic by spreading conspiracies founded on his prediction that JFK would reappear at the Dealey Plaza on November 2nd of last year. The assassinated former president would then, according to Protzman, reinstate Trump as commander-in-chief and help him in carrying out the persecution of a global cabal of pedophilic, blood-drinking liberal entities or liberal elites that QAnon devotees believe run the world. At the time of Protzman's first prediction, QAnon followers arrived in droves from around the world to witness its fruition. After the events their leader predicted never came to pass, a core group of Protzman's followers stayed in Dallas area to follow his teachings, in some cases handing over thousands in life savings, abandoned careers, and sacrificing relationships to remain near the site of the predicted resurrection. It's absurd. You can read other articles actually about people's families, um, or these people who like fell into this QAnon conspiracy hole. Their families who just like are witnessing their parents, their grandparents, whatever, just fall into complete madness and throw away their lives, their money, their everything for this just wildly absurd. Like, can you imagine someone legitimately believing that JFK was going to come back to life? Just uses magical powers to put Trump back into office and then go out and slaughter all of these liberal elites who are just like pedophiles and blood drinking. And like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, I get wanting to believe... 
you know, there's there's some level of conspiracy of like, oh, there's like some hidden cult of people like leading the liberals or something. Okay, I like kind of, I don't want to say I get that. That obviously also doesn't make sense. But I could see how that's to some degree within the realm of possibility. But just with sheer zero evidence that something like JFK's, like there's no evidence for QAnon. There's none. There's no, it's not grounded in any level of truth. And these people still believe it. It's absurd to me. Well, anyways, let me continue. In the intervening months, Protzman has led the group through ceremonies in Dealey Plaza and conducted public classes on Germatria, an alphanumeric system he believes can uncover truths the government wishes to keep secret. Experts and researchers have s sounded the alarm over the cult's behavior at several points, including when Protzman allegedly ordered cult members to drink a toxic bleach-like substance from a communal bowl to ward off illness. I mean, it's insane. Um, according to Protzman's Telegram channel, his group is set to arrive back in Dallas in the next few days, but did not specify an exact return date. Um, this was actually not the article I was thinking of, too, or the one that I read the other day. That's ultimately okay. I remember some of the details of the other one. But one of the things he predicted is that JFK's return would like be signified by darkness for seven days. And when I, when I read that article the first time that gave that detail... It was not dark out. It was the day after he's supposed to resurrect. So I was like, well, I guess he didn't come back. Um, but yeah, some of the other stuff, he made some of the guys in Dallas buy tickets to a concert where he told them that like Michael Jackson, Prince, and a bunch of other dead celebrities would also come back to life and like sing Kumbaya or whatever. I don't even <laughs> remember. But I mean, I just don't get how people believe that. People like really believe last November that jfk would i don't know it's just absurd they, they they had thousands of people on the grassy knoll just sitting there waiting listening to this crazy dude and uh i don't know it's 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 unbelievable um that those are the people who think they're, they're the ones who act like uh oh you're not critically thinking you're not like opening your mind you're just a sheeple believing everything you're told when in reality they're the ones who just straight up believe everything that this crazy conspiracy theorist cult leader is telling them um and they're about as free thinker as um my dog um that i don't have so <laughs> um but yeah so i just thought that was funny i don't know there's that plays no <laughs> no real role in my life but um i just thought i'd let everyone know what the crazy people in today's society are doing um because i had to find out too but um yeah i don't know i don't even know why i told that honestly the more i think about it, it's like why did i even bring that up today's episode was like oh here's all the things i've been doing in my life all the way <laughs> also by the way jfk is coming back to life and uh crowning trump as i think some people think of it religiously too like some people think trump is like going to be like the king of kings or something stupid like that it's like religious too or like he's in cahoots with jesus i don't really get it it's just all ridiculous people are crazy and um yeah that's all i gotta say so hopefully um jfk uh, hopefully QAnon didn't have it wrong hopefully uh, jfk isn't set to come back next weekend because then unfortunately i will not have a next episode but i'm going to um make a promise here today because the last couple times i've been on a break i'm like oh see you next week and then i don't come back i'm promising you guys this week we're not going to go on another break you could think of this week this this past two weeks is like my like mid season 
like we're on season one of the episode, right? Season one of the episode, geez, we're getting close to an hour, Jacques, but you can't be talking like this. We're getting close to season, or, oh my gosh. Okay, pause. Okay, this is like season one of the show. <laughs> Holy crap. Season one of the show, and I feel like if you have like a TV show and it's like a 25, 30 episode show, I feel like some of them have a couple week break in the middle to split, you know, the first half of the show with the second half of the season, you know? So... You could think of the last couple of weeks as kind of my break for the first season of Jacques Talks. And we've got like two more weeks of me being in Boston and recording normal episodes. I'm going skydiving in a couple of weeks, so that'll be exciting to talk about. Um, yeah, fun fact, uh, especially to my mom, who I know listens, uh, Aaron, uh, his birthday's coming up. And yeah, I already mentioned that too. And we were originally going to like do something on the Cape for the weekend, but we couldn't really figure it out. So Aaron was trying to find something fun and crazy to do. And he found out that there's skydiving not that far and he really wants to go. So that's what we're doing. That'll be something fun I'll be able to talk about on the show. And yeah, so I've got like a couple more weeks here and then I'm going home. And when I'm home, the plan is to record at least a few episodes, more than just the two I'll be home for, but record a number of episodes with some people back home that I don't see a lot or see very often. Obviously, I, I'm I'm never in Minnesota anymore. And we'll have some fun little guest episodes, I think, coming out. And uh, so, yeah, lots to look forward to in the show. I'm not going anywhere. I know I took a couple weeks off. I know a number of you were like, Jacques, where's the show? Where's the show? Like, are you quitting, etc.? No, I'm not. I just uh, was in a bit of a funk, a little busy, but uh, we're back now. So thanks for listening to today's episode. Uh, like I said, I promise I'll be back next week at the, the regularly scheduled time, the schedule that I keep strict every week, of course. Um, and yeah, thanks again, and we'll, we'll be seeing you next week. All right, talk to you later. Peace.